That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Tuesday, October 2nd, 2018. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Amazon raises its minimum wage. Tesla's hitting its Model 3 marks. Another new California law could change the face of tech boards of directors. And why ad-supported streaming services are the new hotness. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Amazon announced today that it will be raising the minimum wage it pays all 350,000 of its U.S. workers, including part-time, temporary, and seasonal employees, to $15 an hour beginning next month. If you weren't aware, late last month, Senator Bernie Sanders introduced legislation that he pointedly named the Bezos Act, which would tax corporations for every dollar in government health benefits or food stamps their employees received because those corporations were not paying their workers enough to keep them above the poverty level. Amazon itself has faced criticism not only for working conditions at some of its warehouses and fulfillment centers, but for the fact that a large number of those employees were paid so little they qualified for government assistance programs like food stamps. Today, I want to give credit where credit is due, Senator Sanders said in response to the announcement. What Mr. Bezos has done today is not only enormously important for Amazon's hundreds of thousands of employees, it could well be, and I think it will be, a shot heard around the world, end quote. We listened to our critics, thought hard about what we wanted to do, and decided we wanted to lead, Jeff Bezos said in a statement. We're excited about this change and encourage our competitors and other large employers to join us, end quote. According to CNBC, Amazon's starting pay currently varies by location. For example, $10 an hour at a warehouse in Austin, Texas, and $13.50 an hour in Robbinsville, New Jersey. For 2017, the median Amazon employee earned just under $28,500, according to company filings. Jeff Bezos earned $1.7 million last year, end quote. As you might imagine, the commentary on this has been spicy. As Daniel Gross pointed out, this has some interestingly logical timing. The crucial holiday season is coming up, and in recent years, Amazon has struggled to staff up to handle the deluge. Quote, unemployment is really low. There are 6.6 million jobs open in the U.S. already. And you need to hire 50,000, 80,000, 100,000 people for temporary work for the holiday season or else your year is shot. Offering $10 an hour or $12 an hour or gift cards or other perks won't do the trick. We have a huge shortage of people who are able and willing to work these kinds of jobs, so you have to offer substantially higher wages than they can get at other work. The marginal price for temporary work for the holidays may indeed be $15 an hour. But you can't offer the temporary people slightly more than the wages being paid to existing employees. They'd leave, end quote. So it seems the need to staff up for Christmas might be having the knock-on effect of raising wages generally, which, by the by, is something that should happen in a tight job market, right? This is Econ 101 stuff. So it'll be interesting to see if there is indeed a knock-on effect to other retailers like Walmart and Target. 
And that, by the way, might very well be a good strategic reason to do this in the first place. What if Jeff Bezos sees he could pressure his competitors to raise their wages? Target said it would be raising seasonal work pay to $15 an hour, but only by 2020. Walmart earlier this year said it was raising its minimum wage for workers to $11 an hour. And Amazon, of course, has other high-margin businesses to take care of the hit to retail margins that the other competitors don't. Something, something, your margins are Jeff Bezos's opportunities, right? Matt Novak tweeted, quote, Yes, it's great that Amazon is paying people more, but with unemployment below 4%, wages are supposed to be going up anyway. Again, it's great, but it's not without self-interest. Amazon needs to pay more if they want to retain people. This isn't charity, end quote. Indeed, it usually isn't. Remember that famous story from history about Henry Ford paying $5 a day to workers in his factories? The legend has it that he wanted his workers to be able to buy the cars they were manufacturing, but the truth is a little less heroic and a little more pragmatic. Quote, at the time, workers could count on about $2.25 per day, for which they worked nine-hour shifts. It was pretty good money in those days, but the toll was too much for many to bear. Ford's turnover rate was high. In 1913, Ford hired more than 52,000 men to keep a workforce of only 14,000. New workers required a costly break-in period, making matters worse for the company. Also, some men simply walked away from the line to quit and look for a job elsewhere. Then the line stopped and production of cars halted. The increased cost and delayed production kept Ford from selling his cars at the low price he wanted. Drastic measures were necessary if he wanted to keep up this production, end quote. Speaking of auto production, if you can somehow look past all the SEC news, all the pot smoke, and all the headlines, the one thing that really matters on a fundamental level to the Tesla story these days is production of its Model 3 car. As we've discussed on the bonus episode, it's possible that if the Model 3 does hit scale, it can make a lot of Tesla's other problems fade into the background. Well, this morning, Tesla announced that in Q3 of this year, it produced 53,239 Model 3 sedans. In Q2 of this year, Tesla only produced 53,000 vehicles of any model, full stop. And only 28,000 of those 53,000 last quarter were Model 3s. So, Tesla produced, in quarter three, as many Model 3s as it did all cars last quarter. Quoting from CNET's Roadshow, an impressive jump over the quarter before, yes, but it averages out to just over 4,100 Model 3 sedans produced per week. That's well below the 5,031 cars the company managed to produce in the final week of Q2 and a far cry from the 10,000 weekly the company hoped to hit at some point this year. Tesla did, however, manage 5,300 Model 3s in the final week of Q3. From the Department of I Wish We Had This Back in the Day, if you are currently matriculating at Duke University, the University of Alabama, or the University of Oklahoma, you can now use your iPhone and Apple Watch as your campus ID card. Quote, By using contactless NFC readers, students can use their digital ID card to access dorms, dining halls, libraries, and the gym. You can also use it to pay for bookstore supplies, laundry usage, and restaurant meals, end quote. I'm so old that when I got to college in the fall of 1996, not only were we the second or third class of students to all be assigned email addresses automatically, we were the very first class 
that was able to sign up for classes online as opposed to literally queuing up physically out in the real world in long lines and signing up for classes by writing our names on a piece of paper. Let's be real for a minute. Most guys would wear a t-shirt every day of their lives if they could. The problem is that most t-shirts are not acceptable to wear at work or out on a hot date night. But today's sponsor, Cuts, has finally changed that. Cuts t-shirts are such high-quality, wrinkle-free, and so buttery soft that you can look like you're dressing up even when you're dressing down. Yeah, you heard that. Wrinkle-free. You never have to substitute comfort for fashion ever again. If you see me in a t-shirt, it's likely one from Cuts. I'm also a huge fan of their AO5 pocket pants, the right sort of step up from jeans without going all the way into dress pants, like literally my ideal Venn diagram of professional looking but comfortable feeling. When you touch something from Cuts, you can immediately feel the quality. Their proprietary fabric blends are ridiculously soft and breathable, they don't wrinkle, and they look way more expensive than they actually are. For a limited time, our listeners get 20% off your entire order when you use code RIDE at checkout. That's 20% off your order at CutsClothing.com with promo code RIDE. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Experience the perfect blend of style and comfort with Cuts Clothing. CutsClothing.com, promo code RIDE for 20% off. With everybody fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features Features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. I use this, and you should too. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee, so get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Yesterday, we talked about how California is single-handedly trying to force the return of net neutrality through legislation. But there's another California bill just signed by Governor Jerry Brown called SB 826, which could have an interesting impact on tech companies. Under the law, all public companies domiciled in California, companies that would include, of course, Apple, Alphabet, and Facebook, must have at least one woman on their board of directors by 2019 and two by 2021. If a company has a board with more than six members, there must be at least three women on the board. Quoting from Wired, Apple, Alphabet, and Facebook each have two women on their boards, as do chipmakers Intel and NVIDIA. Among the biggest Silicon Valley companies, Cisco, Oracle, and Netflix meet the 2021 requirement with three or more women on their boards. Beyond big tech, the impact of the law could be even greater. Annalisa Barrett of Board Governance Research says only 62 of the 439 California companies in the Russell 3000 stock index comply with the 2021 requirement. 
The others will have to add 684 women to their boards by July 2021 in order to comply, including 66 companies that now have no women directors. In a study last year, Barrett found that women accounted for 15.5% of directors on California-based companies, compared with 16.2% of directors on all Russell 3000 companies. We've sort of known, because there have been a lot of rumors and whatever, that Google was working on a streaming gaming service. But in a surprise announcement yesterday, Google officially announced Project Stream, a partnership with game maker Ubisoft to test gaming streaming, get this, in the browser. On the same day the new Assassin's Creed Odyssey game comes out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, a limited number of players will be able to test playing that game right in their Chrome browsers, which is wow. Quoting from CNET, you can watch a 1080p 60 frames per second video of Assassin's Creed Odyssey captured from Project Stream below and sign up for the limited beta at projectstream.google.com forward slash ACO forward slash sign up. And a word of caution for those wanting to sign up with slow internet connections, the test is geared towards participants with a home internet connection of at least 25 megabits per second, end quote. And again, these signups are limited, so get on that if you're interested. Quoting Gamer as a true on Twitter, quote, Wow, if Google pulls this off, then PlayStation, Xbox, etc. are going to have a battle on their hands. Netflix is apparently going all choose-your-own-adventure on us. The streaming company is apparently developing a slate of specials for next year that will let you choose the storyline in a TV episode or movie, although the first of these experiments might actually arrive by the end of this year, because among the shows that will reportedly offer this option are Black Mirror, which is slated to return in December. Netflix apparently already offers a handful of choose-your-own-adventure-style shows for kids. Once you choose one narrative stream, you can go back and rewatch and choose others. Netflix already produces a universe of content, so we're already all off in our own little niches watching our own thing. Now imagine a future where there are 90 potential storylines for any one movie or show, so none of us can even be certain we've even ended up watching the same story. More rumors have been flying over the last several days that Amazon's IMDb unit will soon announce a new free video streaming service, and it might announce it as soon as this week. The service would be monetized by ads, and this is the possibility that has gotten me all a flutter, of course, that Amazon could target me with ads on TV based on my recent purchasing history on Amazon. Seems pretty powerful to me, Stephen Sanofsky. But I don't want to harp on that right now. I want to take a minute to... Step back and look at the bigger picture here because free ad-supported streaming services are really coming to the forefront in a major way lately. Roku, in particular, has had such success with its ad-supported streaming services that it no longer claims to even be a hardware or tech company, but instead it's an advertising company they want you to know. And I don't know if you've checked Wirecutter recently, but there are those TCL Roku 4K TVs out there that Wirecutter says are the best TVs money can buy for a lot of categories. And there's also Pluto TV, Zumo, and a whole bunch more. So what's going on here? Well, Digiday looks at the phenomenon and says not only is ad-supported streaming working out, 
it has a strong appeal to both viewers and TV manufacturers. Quote, Subscription services might dominate the over-the-top video market today, but free ad-supported platforms are beginning to find their way to viewers on Internet-connected TVs. This growth is proving to be an opportunity for video programmers searching for distribution on the biggest screen in the house. Beyond Roku, other free video streaming services are also managing to build an audience on connected TV screens. Pluto TV now has roughly 10 million monthly active users. Zumo has 3.5 million monthly active users at the end of July, with viewership growing by 325% over the past year, the company said, end quote. And then there's, of course, Amazon here looking to jump into this field. What is fueling this growth, according to industry analysts, is subscription fatigue. I mean, if you're doing Netflix and, say, Hulu, you're already $30 deep into your pocket every month, then add on ESPN and Disney and this one and that one. And for specific apps, the article mentions companies like Cheddar, Newsy, and even ABC News. These new ad-supported platforms offer more eyeballs, again, on the biggest screen in the house, that they can monetize. But the third angle here is that these ad-supported streamers are appealing to the TV manufacturers who are used to fighting tooth and nail for minuscule profit margins. Quoting again from Digiday, According to Colin Petri Norris, CEO of Zumo, these services are appealing to TV manufacturers because they receive recurring revenue in the form of an ad revenue share. You're not making 50% margins when selling TVs, he said. So a revenue share, which brings with it long-term value as customers watch those services for years, is an attractive model for them. And there are no upfront costs for them either, end quote. Wouldn't it be ironic if streaming video, which seemingly disrupted traditional TV by allowing people to flee ads, were somehow undercut from below by free streaming channels that were ad-supported? I feel like every time we analyze this streaming video space, we keep coming back to this idea that maybe we're just blowing up the traditional TV model just to reconstitute the same state of affairs just now over TCP IP. So by the time you listen to this, the Microsoft hardware event will have happened, but as it occurred at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and this show drops at 5 p.m. Eastern time, of course, we'll have to get to all of that tomorrow. Only two more big tech fall unveilings after this one. A week from today is that Made by Google event where there will be new phones, and then there's whatever Apple's going to do this month, whenever they end up doing it. Then we've got a breather on product announcements until the madness of CES. So a bit of a breather. Talk to you all tomorrow.